This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello chickens, the fabulous Adam Richard here. Welcome to my theory podcast, season five, where I'm watching The Faceless Ones. Oh, episode one of The Faceless Ones. It's a cartoon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So I'm watching the animated version. You can watch episode one. Uh, it still exists in the archive uh, and it's on one of these discs. There's three discs. The first one I popped in was a black and white cartoon. And I'm like, if I'm going to watch a cartoon, I'm going to watch it in color. So um, I'm watching, I heard to, it doesn't say on the discs. It's very frustrating. You just got to pop them back out and pop it back in again. Then sit through the 14 menus. I know, the, the struggles of being me. Uh <laughs> So, I'm watching the cartoon one, uh, and maybe at the end I'll watch the original episodes, the black and white um, ones that exist. I think it's one and three? I can't remember. Uh, Anyway, episode one, very exciting. Lots of stuff happens. Uh, Just on a side note, the animation probably looks quite rudimentary to you, uh, and it is. uh, But if you've seen the earlier ones, like the Power of the Daleks or the Macro Terra, they're getting better. Like the the animation of the people is starting to become slightly more naturalistic, but occasionally they just look like someone's making um <laughs> someone's animated their paper dollies. Do you remember paper dollies? I used to love that. My sister used to get them. Obviously, uh, I wasn't allowed to have them because then everyone would know that I was a gay seven-year-old. Um, but I <laughs> used to love my paper dollies. I used to play with my sister's paper dollies for ages. There was like a cardboard lady, and then you would have all these bits of paper dresses, and they had tabs on them, and you just kind of hang the dresses off their shoulders. Um, I know. Uh, I was very excited by them. I love, I love anything modular. Uh, so, anyway, the, the faceless ones. Uh, the the TARDIS almost crashes uh, into a plane. Well, the TARDIS just lands because um, it's the 60s. They couldn't fly it through space yet. Uh, and the, the plane almost lands on it and then pops back up again. Um, and they, they all just start running around the, the tarmac. It's like, no! <laughs> this plane's coming. Also, Jamie calling the plane a flying beastie is just gorgeous. Because uh, 
Jamie, the Doctor's companion, played by Fraser Hines, is uh, from. He's a Highlander. He's from. I don't know if you watch uh, <laughs> Outlander, but he's one of them. He's in Outlander, I think. And apparently, the TV series Outlander, the the woman that wrote the books, was infatuated with him. <laughs> When she was younger, and so this the whole Outlander series is basically spun off of Doctor Who because it's time travel. It involves Highlanders. Uh, so yeah, from the from the clearings from back in the day, uh, is it the sixteen hundreds? Anyway, uh, so if you if you're a fan of Outlander, now you know that it's all based on Doctor Who. Um, so the police or the I guess station security, whoever they are, the they come, they pop out and on their motorbikes, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but as they run out on the wall in their little policeman's hut, um, on the police hut, I've got to say, stop saying policeman. Um, there is a poster for wanted criminals. One of them is the Roger Delgado master, and the other one is Sasha Dewan master. Ooh. This got a last-minute update, didn't it, before they popped it on the Blu-ray? Um, it's very exciting. Uh, so, <laughs> the, then we get a scene of uh, a man being shot with a ray gun. Um, Polly sees it all. I don't know why she ran into that hut, that chameleon tour's hut, but there she is. Um, and I just love them talking about someone's found the postcards. It's like, oh, no, it's a stationary-based plot. We're all going to be in trouble. <laughs> Um, and then uh, <laughs> the commandant, we we cut to the commandant, is like, I'm calling immigration. Um, I love the calling immigration. It's like, I, I feel like, but <laughs> because we're in this world now where you can't even leave your house, it's like, oh, I'm calling immigration. I've spotted someone. They could be viral. Um, uh, ben just disappears. I don't know where Ben went. Um, and then the guy who found the postcards turns out to be a policeman uh, as the, the creepy <laughs> the creepy pilots are conspiring. And they're like, a range of disposal. <laughs> I love a very well-spoken villain in Doctor Who. I mean, they're all very... And, and ridiculously tidy. To, to the point where the, the boss uh, pilot, villain pilot goes, why have you left those suitcases there? Oh, he interrupted me. Well, tidy them up. <laughs> Tidy villains. They're very tidy. I love it. Um, and then Polly's on the telly going, he chased me. I'd recognise him anywhere. Fool. I love it. It's one of my favourite exchanges from the episode. Um, and then Polly gets kidnapped again. How did the Doctor and Jamie, after they've met up with Polly again, not notice she's disappeared? I mean, I feel like that is going to be a thing throughout this episode. That uh, <laughs> that they're just going to be turning their backs on people and... and and forget that they exist. Um, and then the boss, I love this, the, the the boss pilot starts questioning her and, you know, saying, who are you? Who do you work for? What airline are you with? And then the other one asks her one question and he goes, we're going to gain nothing by questioning her. It's like, what have you been doing for the last minute, mate? <laughs> he just hates his subordinate, I think. It's just like, oh, I'm lumbered with this doofus. Um, I do love the creepy pilot. Uh, then the doctor gets into some argy-bargy with the immigration guy. And then the commandant comes down and he says one of my favourite second doctor lines ever, which is, our mode of conveyance is irrelevant. 
I love when the Doctor is infuriated by bureaucracy. It is like it's one of his most delightful traits. Um, then we finally catch up with Ben. He's found the Chameleon Tours. And I'm like, oh, good. He's going to find Polly, who's been captured and sprayed. Um, then the... <laughs> Jamie and the Doctor are talking with the Commandant about ray guns. And the immigration guy makes a phone call and says, oh, he's gone to look for a dead body. It's going to be one of those days, isn't it? Because apparently at uh, Gatwick Airport, it's frequently, (laughs) frequently dead body central. (laughs) Then we get our first bit of creepiness, a bandaged hand. And it's kind of green. Um, So when the Doctor and Jamie get back to the Chameleon Tour, joint with the commandant the body's disappeared and the doctor cracks out a magnifying glass <laughs> then reveals that he's got a stamp from spain i know this entire plot is going to hinge on philately um <laughs> it's an unused stamp uh they find a burn mark and then the the creepy captain comes out and introduces himself he's a uh, i'm captain blay chief pilot <laughs> He's just so he's just so calm the whole time. I love him. And they they open up the big chest, which is meant to have dead people in it, and uh, it's full of plastic cups. I know how futuristic. Like plastic in the sixties was a revolutionary thing. Now we we'd be looking at this and going, oh, no, this is where it started. All the plastic. Oh. Um. Then we've got the green hand and the wrapped head, and he's reaching suffocation point. So they've got to take him through the terminal which seems oddly peculiar. Uh, Then Polly turns up. She's been on a flight, apparently, from Madrid or somewhere. Um, And she doesn't know them. That is concerning. What have they done to Polly? And then they they finally get the weird green man with the wrapped-up head who's wearing a pilot's coat into the medical centre. Take him off. And he's got like a weird alien head. And that's the end of the episode. That's our cliffhanger. Weird alien man reaching suffocation point who has uh, incomprehensibly just been walked through all the shops at the main airport terminal. <laughs> Which, it seems a bit like, if if all they need to do is go into the medical... Just build a medical centre in your little chameleon tours hut. I just... And this makes no sense to me, this part of the plot. Anyway, um, it's been very exciting. I love I love the cartoon ones. Uh, the sound is amazing. Like, how they've... I mean, I guess this is an episode that still exists, so the sound on this one should be great. It may, it may deteriorate later, although I have every faith in the sound restoration of these episodes because they've been released on CD and everything in the past. Um, if you are, aren't watching it on cartoon and you're... You've watched the real one. Um, tell me, tell me how you think it stacks up. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, uh, this is—I'm oh, very excited now. I can't wait for tomorrow. Oh my god, what's going on in the airport? <laughs> there used to be a soap opera set in the airport when I was a kid called Skyways, <laughs> and Jason and Kylie were in it when they were five years old. I know, adorable. I want to have Tina Bursal. I love. Tina Anyway, uh, tomorrow, more Tasteless Ones. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.